Hello and welcome back to a new episode of the Next Level Health podcast. My name is Mandy and today we are talking about the currently most discussed topic, the coronavirus. Yes, I would like to flip the whole thing a little bit today and first go over what we can do before we talk about what the coronavirus actually is. Try to be as calm and unexcited as possible, but fully fact-based. So no panic mode here. So what are we hearing the most at the moment? Yes, wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands. And yes, that's right. Wash them. Wash them for 20 to 30 seconds every time you went out or touched something someone else has touched too. Um, there are even videos to explain your kids around at the moment. They are really good, like with pepper and the pepper um, being the virus and so on. Just Google it. It's really cool. So don't shake hands. No hug. Sneeze only in the crook of your arm. Don't touch your face. Keep distance. No face-to-face contact. A smile is enough. Avoid groups of people, change travel plans, pay cashless, and, and, and there are several, there are so many um, recommendations out there. But, oh, oh, by the way, cash, cash money is to be treated like every other everyday item too. According to the WHO, the banknotes do not transmit the virus, but you should wash your hands after touching it anyway, because loads of other people are touching it too. Yeah, so these are all the things that are recommended at the moment and that is all right. And please follow these guidelines very strictly. But what else can we do that unfortunately is talked about just occasionally? What should we actually always do that is even more important in these times? We can, no, we should strengthen our immune system and I'm not saying that healthy people can't get sick, but unhealthy people have a much higher risk because the self-healing powers of our bodies are busy trying to keep us alive with what we are feeding it day in, day out. And if we are being honest, <laughs> that that's is that always what the body really needs? What is useful and supportive for our bodies? We are so much more vulnerable if we just shove crap into our bodies like fast food, gluten, sugar all day instead of eating food with real nutritional value. It's so much more vulnerable when we are stressed, when we do not sleep enough, when we do not move. And that doesn't only apply to the coronavirus but also to a normal cold or flu or any, anything that's going around. If your immune system is weak, you will also get the next cold or flu that goes around. And yes, I speak from experience here. Corona is a virus. It will definitely try to attack your body and your immune system will do everything to protect you. However, if you don't help yourself by strengthening your immune system, it has no chance against the viruses. So when we support our immune system, there's a much better chance to escape the next flu or any virus. So what can we do exactly? We need vitamins. Yes, vitamins, vitamins, vitamins. Honestly, make sure you get a lot of vitamin C, zinc, curcumin and vitamin, vitamin D. 
These are exactly the vitamins that I always take in which I even increase and sometimes overdose when my body needs help. I don't I, I don't remember me taking medication last. I don't know when I took them last, but so far I eat healthy, take vitamins, overdose vitamins when I don't feel well and it yeah, it works. For, for me, I don't say it's for everyone, so just, but it doesn't, you know, hurt to try. Anyway, um, yeah, so these vitamins can reduce, shorten and even avoid the disease because they directly support the immune system. Also here, I can enrich these scientific facts with personal experience. If you would like recommendations for supplements, just look at the show notes. I'll put what I currently have in there. Um, but any, you know, any high dose, high dose vitamins are fine. And incidentally, this is unpaid advertising, simply from my experience with the products. In addition, always eat a lot of green veggies such as spinach. I actually try to get a little bit of it in every meal of the day. So the juice or the beans in the morning, in the salad at noon or in the curry in the evening. Ugh, everywhere. I just put it everywhere, the spinach. Also have kale, Chinese cabbage, salad, broccoli. Oh, broccoli is my favorite veggie, by the way, just because I like it. But it's also a great anti-inflammatory and antiviral veggie so but if you're not a big salad eater and don't want to just eat salad and put it all in a salad just add one as as a side to your desired meal it's a good compromise right yeah well in my last cleanse we also consumed tons of ginger and turmeric both of which are very very anti-inflammatory and contain, contain antioxidants the two are real virus fighters. According to some studies, they have already successfully inhibited viruses such as influenza, SARS, Ebola and others. Turmeric also cleanses the pineal gland, by the way, if you're into that. <laughs> well, I am. At this point, however, I would like to point out again that none of these are miracle cures. They are only supposed to strengthen the immune system so that it can do its job. We support our body with it. In addition to ginger and turmeric, raw garlic works incredibly well too. Since it retains its effect uh, best when raw, juices and smoothies go well with mixing or simply making pesto or put it in a salad, you know. Just put it anywhere. <laughs> And, and if you don't know uh, where to put all these things, then, you know, make a shot. Just make a shot and get over with it. My daughter does that all the time. Well, <laughs> she's a very strong girl and she has to take loads of vitamins and good stuff. And I always say it's like, like an injection, you know. It's one little peak and then one little... Um, pain and then it's it's over in no time so just do it quickly and then it's over and she does <laughs> um so to boost our immune system we also have to drink enough by the way but you should know i'm pretty sure you know but a dehydrated person cannot have a well-functioning immune system but how much is enough 
For most people, it's two and a half to four liters of water a day. That should be the goal. Um, I always try to get three liters a day, and mostly I achieve that. But for loads of people, that's already a lot. If you're at far less at the moment, then just slowly build up and build it into your life. Perhaps download a tracking app that reminds you to drink and that you can use to track whether you are drinking enough. Water is so important, friends, honestly, and you don't have to start with three liters. When you add, for example, one and a half liters, and believe me, I know some people who don't get in more than that, which still shocks me, even though I was like that too. I used to be a cola-holic and permanently, yeah, I was permanently dehydrated because I just didn't drink any water. In fact, I always said water is to wash me, not to drink, or, or something like fish, fox, and water, I will not drink that. So I was a really stupid child, but yeah or teenager actually not child but I was so dehydrated all the time that my doctor hung me on the drip at least twice on routine visits so yes we can all change something if we really want it and if we really want to support our bodies so if you are currently at only one and a half liters build up to two liters in the next week and then to two and a half liters the week after and yes in the beginning you will always have to pee but do it anyway. Your body will adapt eventually. And yeah, oh, by the way, and drink um, before you get thirsty. Thirst is the body signaling you that it's dehydrated. So it's actually already too late. So just drink regularly. And when you're thirsty, of course. Oh, and yes, uh, the best thing would be filtered water. But yeah, to be honest, there are so many different water filters out there that I don't want to dive into that now. Might be a topic that we'll have to save for another episode. So, vitamins and water. What else do we need for the perfect immune system? Sleep. Yeah, sleep. I've covered uh, sleep I've covered in one of the last episodes is uh, also extremely important for an intact immune system. I know how difficult it is to get enough sleep sometimes. I'm a single parent with, yeah, only one uh, daughter. I know some have many more children and do it anyway. But, yeah. Um, but do me a favor. Don't do the chores. Get your sleep in. It's much more important. Health is much more important than, you know, wiping dust. You can postpone this till the weekend. If you're tired, go to bed. That's what I do too. I have several jobs. I have a daughter. As I said, I'm a single parent and I do favor the sleep before doing any chores. And yes, <laughs> I know I know some might judge you, but I don't care. Health is more important than anything. Without health, we can't do anything. So... As I said, an exhausted, not well-rested immune system just doesn't work as it should. A study once tested how many people get a cold when taking away their sleep, and people who have had less than 6 hours a night were at a 400% higher risk of getting sick, and the risk even increased with decreasing hours. So sleep must become our priority, just like enough water, vitamins and exercise. We need to focus on what we can change and give the body the best tools to protect ourselves. 
And we don't have to be perfect. We just have to start somewhere, making a difference. Only then we can concentrate on helping others too and being a responsible part of this society and making our contribution. And if you're still afraid of the virus and you're stressed out, I would like to recommend that you meditate. Indeed, stress is just as damaging to our immune system. I just had a free meditation from Dawson Church these days in my mailbox, so I'll also put the link in the show notes for you. This meditation is about resolving any fear. But you can also just put one on uh, on YouTube. I often do that too. Meditation reduces your stress level long-term and sustainably, but should still be practiced regularly uh, so to get the results you want. And uh, there is also a meditation challenge going on from Jay Shetty. He offers 20 days live meditation from the 20th. So, yeah, just check him out. He's anyway, he's a good source of calmness and reducing stress. Okay, so, but, um, it's, yeah. Meditation is not difficult. I know in the beginning you think, oh my God, I cannot do this. And I'm like you. I'm, I'm, I'm like everyone else. I'm also a stress head sometimes. And uh, it's difficult for me to calm down my mind. But if you have never meditated, just sit down and concentrate on your breathing for one minute. And then increase the time. Do three minutes. And next time do five minutes. You know, that's how I started too, just thinking about breathing in, breathing out and um, actually watching me in my breath. And uh, yeah, so and, and after that, you can try a guided meditation for five to 15 minutes. And at some point, you will notice how much you really need. And that will also vary from time to time. The only thing you can keep doing in a meditation is to push your thoughts away. Say, Thank you for being here, but now is not your time. Come back later if that's if it's that important. Or you think of a mantra that you then think intensify to push the other thoughts aside. Don't stress yourself. <laughs> thoughts will come, that's normal. I mean, we, we are doing the meditation to reduce stress. So don't stress about doing a meditation and maybe not being perfect. It doesn't matter. It's not about being, being perfect. Thoughts will come, always. Or most of the times. It's totally normal. You just let them go again and again and again and you keep going. And yes, it's maybe not as satisfying in the beginning. But you get better at pushing them away. And then there will be days where it's not good. Because yeah, you are really just full of stuff in your head. But keep going. You will notice that it reduces your stress level long term so good uh, so much for what you can do um, c- let's go to a few more facts about the virus itself the general rule is viruses mutate that's normal that is what viruses do to survive they adapt and multiply this means that viruses have the opportunity to change genetically However, mutations do not automatically change the properties of the virus. They change to adapt to their environment and to better fit to the next host. 
So you can carry the virus without having symptoms, but transfer it to the next, to the better house where it fits better and is able to break out and grow. Viruses change and become either more dangerous or harmless. Both are possible, depending on you or the host. The family of coronaviruses has been known for a long time, yes. SARS, so Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome, and MERS, Middle East Respiratory Syndrome, have also arisen from coronaviruses. Coronaviruses were first identified in the 60s. They can be carried and transmitted by humans and some animals. How the virus affects the host, so the inhabited organism, depends on the individual's condition. It can cause common colds, but also dangerous fatal diseases like MERS or SARS. And SARS or MERS, they are less easily transmissible than the common flu or influenza, but they are far more serious. So SARS was thought to be transmitted by bats and nothing is known of intermediate hosts before humans were infected. But yeah, the cause of the new coronavirus is not yet well known. To be fair, it is always pretty difficult to say in advance. Usually this can only be fully clarified afterwards or at the end of an pe- um, epidemic or a pandemic. But a fact is that due to globalization and living together in an increasingly confined space, viruses have the opportunity to spread faster across large spaces and trigger epidemics or even pandemics. Um, according, yeah, just just uh, explain it um, a little better in case you don't know exactly. The, an epidemic, according to Wikipedia, is uh, the increased incidence of illnesses with the same cause within a human population, as long as it remains limited in time and location. A pandemic is the spread of a disease across countries and continents. In contrast to the epidemic, the pandemic is not local but can, of course, also omit areas. Pandemics can only be declared by the WHO, the World Health Organization, and that's what it's done, right? So, since the virus first broke out in China, the first actual facts gathered are also from there. Around 80% of the diseases in China were mild or moderate and without shortness of breath, 14% were severe and short of breath, and in 6% of the cases, the cause was critical to life-threatening. These numbers change every day, of course, since we're still right in the middle, and we don't know where, where it stops. takes a few more weeks, I'm pretty sure. But knowing standard values in order to avoid panic and to keep calm, I think is very important, and these these uh, values they actually don't sound too bad um yeah regarding the age structure around 78 percent of the cases in china were between 30 and uh, 96 years old under 20 years old were hardly infected affected with 2.4 percent however men and women are equally affected so none of them is preferred by the virus Older people above the age of 50 are at a higher risk. And smokers, oh yeah, smokers. If not now, then when? Smokers, just take this chance and stop doing this to your body. And also here, 
I speak from experience. I also smoked sometimes a box a day and it is so disrespectful to your body that tries everything to keep you alive while you try to kill it slowly. Please just use this chance and leave it. It just costs money, it stinks and it uh, kills you. Anyway, <laughs> enough of the rant. You do what you do. People with... Uh, previous diseases of the heart, lungs, cancer, diabetes and liver disease also have an increased risk of being infected by viruses. Well, it's generally speaking, as we already said, people with a weakened immune system. The most common symptoms are fever and a cough, so like a cold or flu too. The incubation period, meaning the time from infection to the outbreak of the disease is 5 to 6 days, but can also be up to 14 days. That's why quarantine was set to 14 days. Fortunately, no increased risk of illness has been identified for children and pregnant women. And I really hope this bunch of information helps you to make a clear decision for you to Take out the positive of the situation, even though it's always hard when there's a crisis. But try and see the potential and resources of this crisis. People are slowly doing things they haven't had time for in years. Suddenly it is possible to set up home office spaces at short notice when nothing has been going forward for years. And yeah, I speak. I also speak from experience here. It took a while, but now I have it since a few years. And well, we can spend more time with our children that usually spend all day with other people, so we can do our job. You know, I know it's difficult to achieve what you should achieve or want to achieve job-wise now that your children are at home too. But yeah, as I said, take the positive out. It's just. The fast-paced lifestyle is slowed down and a different consciousness arises. Unimportant things move into the background where they belong. It doesn't matter whether we have an iPhone or other brands, whether we live up to the ideal of beauty imposed by society. Who cares? It is, it is somehow also a gift to this world. So stop for a moment. Now that we got more time, just listen. Feel what is inside of you. Who do you want to be? What is really important? And again, if you're still scared, go where you feel your fear. Is it in your heart, your chest, your stomach? Wherever you feel it, go there and then hug it and ask what you can do in order to make it feel better again. You can also do this in the meditation, by the way. If we want to draw something positive out of it, it should be that our life is slowing down a bit and we can support each other more. We have more time for that. You can already hear so much about going shopping and running other, running other errands for others. The Italians singing together on their balconies it always brightens up my day. Just let us move closer together, mentally at the moment. Well, not physically at the moment, unfortunately. And use this crisis to bring more humanity into the world again. Say thank you. Be kind. Don't fight for toilet paper that you don't need. God, just be kind. And, and there are so many people trying to keep our world going, still working for us out there, you know, being 
maybe even in contact with the virus because, well, because they are in the supermarkets trying to provide us with food. They are in the hospitals trying to keep us healthy or make us healthy again. And so on and so forth. Just be grateful. Put them in your prayers, in your meditation. Say thank you if you meet them. And not just thank you, but thank you. I'm really, really grateful that you're doing this job for us. You know? Be kind. Make clear that you are grateful. Make it very, very clear to everyone. Tell everyone you know and love that you love them. Okay. <laughs> you know what to do. You are uh, you're a good human being as most of us. But sometimes we need a reminder, right? Don't take myself out of this. So all the best to you. Stay healthy. And lots of love. Feel hugged and kissed. <laughs> and yeah, I love you. Enjoy your day.